Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. going on everybody welcome back to believe b-l-e-a-v and lions right here on the believe podcasting network you know that's detroit's number one sports podcasting network this is the show where we believe in the detroit lions and by the end of this episode so will you everybody i've tracked him down i found the man the myth the legend he's okay he's just running south florida he's running schools this guy is running parks this guy's helping out the youth of the community he's doing big things sports and otherwise lions legendary safety benny blades is back on the show really happy to have him benny how you doing this week i'm doing wonderful Derek, and uh, i apologize I apologize, I apologize to all the fans out there that I've truly, like I told you, I've truly, I have, this has become a labor of love for me doing this show, talking about the Lions, talking about sports with Derek Oakery. But I told Derek I have to pay the bills. Uh, I have so many things going on, Derek. I mean, and 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 I'm going to make the time to talk Lions football with you, but like you said, I got I got a school. Most of the people will see me back and forth now in the city of Detroit, Derek. Uh, I, I missed a couple of weeks. I've been opening up a junior college up there in the state of Michigan, so the people will hear from Benny Blaze back in the state of Michigan again. Of course, everybody knows I am the Dean of Discipline, somebody who broke all the rules in in, in school, and now I get to tell the kids to do not what I've done, but to try to make them be successful, so I have that going on during the daytime. I run the parks and the youth league programs for the city of Fort Lauderdale. There's a lot of things that I tell people all the time, I may not be a Bill Gates or Oprah Winfrey. I may not be a billionaire, but I tell you what, I spend a whole lot of time with these kids, and I'd rather invest in the future of our kids and be a little tired and weary in doing so. But let's get into the show, and let's talk about my beloved Lions. Benny, everybody is really happy to have you back on the show, and it's going to be a fun one because we're going to talk about free agency. It's right around the corner. It's going to be starting this week. We're recording a little bit early this week, but Monday it kind of gets rolling. Wednesday, the people can officially sign. The trade will go down with the Lions, and we'll talk to you about, uh, you know, what, what were your negotiations like with the Lions? You know, what was it like when you left the team? What are you thinking about the Lions, where they're at right now in free agency? We'll get into all that, but like I said, I'm just happy you're back i respect it 
respect the hustle. I know you're working hard. And like you say, while you were gone, the GM of the show got to do what I love to do, which I was doing mock drafts. I was talking about contracts. I was talking about players. So everybody got to hear that from me. But the players back in the building, we're going to get you back on rolling, talking about that. But Benny, before we do all that, you know we got to talk about betonline.ag, one of our favorite sponsors on the show. I mean, Benny, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, right now, Derek, the NBA is in full swing. College basketball heats up, and the schools make their way to what? March Madness. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest. So as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. So please, go BetOnline. Benny, there's there's no question. You nailed it. I mean, BetOnline has you covered for all. All the news, scores, and odds. I mean, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So, everybody, what you need you to do is head over to the website. You know what it is, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, Benny, we're talking about BetOnline. We're talking about going to the pay window. We're talking about um, Lions football. So free agency right around the corner. We're going to talk about the Lions in the back half of the show. But in the beginning, I want to talk about you. (laughs) I want to know what your approach was when you got signed on the dotted line by the Lions. Then you started balling out, making Pro Bowls. I'm sure you were banging on the GM's door, wanting some more um, dough and a couple more zeros in that paycheck. And then eventually you decided you were going to head out to the Seattle Seahawks towards the end of your career. So I'm interested about that, but let's start kind of, you know, once you got rolling with the lions, you were making pro bowls, you're getting some of those incentives. You were, you were reworking your deal. Tell us some stories or a little bit how all that went down. And was it something you enjoyed? Was it something like, Oh, I got to negotiate again. I hate this. Where were you at with all that? I'll tell you what, here's the, the ugly part of negotiations that people don't don't really see when you get a player such as myself back in ooh that was 92 okay I had uh, just came off of a, of a Pro Bowl year and of course you know I was up for negotiations and so the GM at the time I'll call no names but he really didn't feel as though he wanted to pay a safety, you know, top money. That's, well, you know, look, there, there's, in, in my opinion, of course, you know, players always think, you know, they're, they're the hottest thing, you know, that, that's out there. And so I told him, I said, look, you can shop around the whole NFL. You'll never find a safety that'll do the thing that I do. I mean, I, I, I play strong safety, free safety, weak side linebacker, middle linebacker on certain downs. You will never find a safety to do the things that I do and still is not paid in the top 10% of NFL safeties. So, of course, you know, the GM at the time, he said, well, Benny, there's no way I'm paying you that much money. So, what did he do? Back then, we had... Transition tags, we have franchise tags. 
No, it's just, no, there's no way. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't care what your agent says. I'm not doing it. So, me being me, I told my agent, I said, well, let's shop around and see what's out there. <laughs> what, what you there's no way. The way. Some, there, here's the problem. There's no way some of those teams that, that wanted me, I always wanted to be a lion. And so when they stuck the transition tag on me, Here's how that thing worked. They put it on me to where every team that bid it for me, they had to take, pay me in the top, as a top 10 safety. The day before training camp gets ready to open up, here's how nasty our GM was. He took the transition tag off of me. Everybody had to sign everybody, Derek. So what did I have to do? I had to take the Lions to court. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I had to take <laughs> when, them to court. When is this happening? What, like, is this mid-career? Is this your after your first couple of years? When is this? This, this is uh, mid-career. Right, right when I, like I said, just came off a stellar year. Went to the Pro Bowl and all of that. And... You know what I mean? He's just being real nasty about that whole free agency thing, you know? Well, we're not letting this guy up out of here. I don't care what he what he says. I'm not letting him go. So the night before it was time to go to camp, he takes it off. Nobody had ever heard of that before. Who transitions a guy or franchises a guy and then the night before, well, this is what we're going to pay you and it's all we're going to pay you. So... In the middle of the season, I'm going to court on Tuesdays, flying to New York, going to court against the Lions, a team that I just came into camp because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those diehard people. I came to camp, but I, I still want my money. I got to go to pay one. I got to get paid. Now, do you realize the GM at the time, he held a grudge for two more years because I took the Lions to court. He was being the butthole about the whole situation, but he held a grudge. If I'm one of the top safeties in the National Football League, but you don't want to pay me, and that's why I tell you, there's certain guys that I really think they should get paid. There's certain guys, you know, hey, I'll, I'll see what you have to live up to if you can live up to being that top guy year in and year out. I don't mind paying because I really think a player's perspective is if you prove that you're a player year in, year out, give the guy his money. He des he's deserving of the money. You know, if you're a one-year flash in the pan, you know what I mean? I just want you to do that at least two years in a row. That proves to me that your upside is a whole lot better than, you know, you, you could prove to me you could do this multiple years in a row. And so, I mean, I, I just hate the whole free agency thing because if you truly, truly, truly want a guy to be on your team, either you pay him his, mo his money that you think and you know that he deserves, or you let him go. See you later. You know, let him, you know, wish him well and let him go down the road. So, Benny, let me jump in here because you covered a lot of ground there. Like, I guess my question is, so you 
you know, they pulled this tag from you. They're jacking you around on this, uh, you know, renegotiation. You're trying to get, get more money based on play and you take them to court. Like what happened there? I have no idea about this before my time as a, as a big time fan. Like, is this all over the news? Benny blades versus the lions. Is this, is this going down behind the scenes quietly? Did you win? Like walk me through all that. Uh, every, everything was going on behind the scenes and, and that, that that's the thing. You know, the NFL collective bargaining agreement said you, there's no way you can transition a guy or even franchise a guy. And then the day before training camp, you pull it off. And so that, was, that whole thing was going on behind the scenes. You know, their lawyers, of course, were flying to New York. I was flying to New York on, on my day off trying to, you know, and so when it was all said and done, I won the case. I nice. won the case and they they had to pay me the money that they took off the table. And of course, you know, the GM at the time, like I said, he was sour grapes. There was no way, you know, and so that that two year deal that I had with them, I mean he just really, 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 really was being a, a, a butt about the situation. And I'm, and I'm saying to him, there's no way that you're going to pay a guy like me. Let me give you another example. You know, there's a guy named Lewis Oliver. Lewis Oliver left Miami. We were both free agents at the same time. He left Miami and he went, he happened to, to want to go to Cincinnati because Cincinnati was going to pay him top 10 money. Now, he got to Cincinnati and it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. That After those two years, he was out of the league. And me and him talk about that till this day. And I, I tell him all the time, sometimes it's better to play where you're well-loved than being somebody's outside guy because at that time Ricky Dixon was still there. Ricky Dixon was still, you know, uh, an all pro guy. And so I told him, I said, look, I'm staying in Detroit. You know, I, I love the city of Detroit. I love the fans. And, and that's why for me, it was easier to take a little bit less to stay in Detroit now, every time I tell you, you know, because everybody knows I, I love the University of Miami and I love Jimmy Johnson. And in 1994, after that, two years was up. And they were trying to give me another deal. And that's when the whole, I think in 93, uh, Reggie White sued the league. And they came up with this bogus plan B situation to where you can leave, but you got to give compensation to the team that you left because now they've, they've taken a star from one team. So that team has to be compensated. That plan B program didn't work out because here's why it worked out for guys who are mediocre guys, because I had a backup in Detroit in 1993. The guy was absolutely horrible. <laughs> That's why I'm, I'm not gonna call names because 
I mean, we're still friends to this day, but he was absolutely horrible. <laughs> Derek, I mean, here's why I'm going to tell you he was horrible. I had the flu all week, and I'm sure you've heard me mention this story before. We're getting ready to play Green Bay. I had the flu all week. Wayne Fonz comes in the locker room. He says, I don't care, you know, as long as you show up on, 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 on Sunday. I said, but you guys are paying my backup twice as much as me, so why can't he play? He Wayne looked at me and said, Ben, you know he's terrible. So why are you paying him so much money if he's that bad? It's <laughs> good you question. Know, but this is, this is why the league had to fix that whole free agency plan B thing. Because guys that were backups were making more money than the guys who were the real stars of the team. You see how Barry Sanders had to hold out <laughs> to get more money? I mean, it, it was just a bad system back then. You know, this, I'm just grateful that the system has gotten better along the years. You know, because, I mean, when they implemented that whole free agency thing back in the early 90s, it, it was just a bad system all around, just horrible. We had to take teams to court to get our money. When you knew that, why don't you play, pay the star players they're worth. Don't make them fight you for what they're you, they're deserving of. Right. So I mean, it, it's one it's one of those. Things. And that, that's how we got guys like Chris Billman left. You know, Lomas Brown left, Jerry Ball left. I mean, we let stars of the team leave for pennies on the dollar. <laughs> Come on, it it, it it was absolutely ridiculous how free agency was back then. Right. Benny, let me ask you this. Um, so you, you got brought in as a rookie. You know, they had a, a rookie-type deal. How many times did you have to sort of – or got the opportunity, let's put it that way, too, to kind of – how many contracts did you sign with the Lions? And, and, like, did you feel each time that you didn't get, you know, what was owed based on your play? Or did you feel like a couple times it worked out, maybe, uh, you know, once or twice it didn't? And then – I want to get to what led to you heading out eventually towards the end as well. But how, how many deals do you think you signed or, or did you get some times where you got to renegotiate and say, hey, based on my play the last couple of years, I deserve this. And they they did give it to you or not really? That particular general manager that we had during those times, he was absolutely awful. I mean, I know he was doing his job, and most general managers, he, he he didn't know athleticism from a bucket of paint. This is how bad of a GM he was. His whole thing was holding on to money, holding on to money. And when you tell guys like a Barry Sanders that you're not worth, at that time, $1.8 million, but you assign a quarterback from the Dolphins, you assign him to – Three point something million per season, but Barry's not worth it. And so, I mean, it, it was just to me a, a clear cut. He was a bad, bad, bad GM, and I and I had to do three separate deals with him. He was absolutely horrible. And so every time you would go in and negotiate with him, you know, you you start high because you know he was going to start, you know. It was so bad. He would start less than what you had made the year before. I said, who does that? <laughs> well, he's getting older. 
know, we don't want to pay him, you know what I mean? Let's just start at, let's say if I was making seven, let's just start at 520000 Are you freaking nuts? Who does that? But that's how he was, and so, I mean, we, we, we lost. I, I tell people there are so many different times. He was so bad that he single-handedly broke down that team. You go from 1991 to winning a playoff game to by the time 1993, half of the team wasn't there because of contract negotiations. Mm-hmm. He would let one of the best, the league's best kick returners, and Mel Gray. I know it's before your time. He let Mel Gray go for less than a twenty thousand dollar instead of him saying, "Okay, well, you know what I mean. I'll make up the difference. I'll give you twenty five thousand dollars." He was just saying, "No, you're not worth it. See you later." Are you freaking mm-hmm. kidding me? Man, Benny, it doesn't sound like like you and others got what you should have. Uh, but like you said, it's come a long way now. Uh, I wish your kind of talent and and want to and love for football was playing now, so you could you get that big time uh, payday. But uh, you know, like I said, I, it's it's tough to hear. You can't even. It sounds like you didn't have any good experiences when it comes to that. I, I did want to ask you a quick follow up before I get our other great sponsor eBay in here, and you kind of hinted on it there about. Um, negotiation like were you were you right in on that or did most of that happen between your agent and the GM or back in the day were you right in on all this no I mean when when they did the whole um, transition you know tag on me and my agent wanted to ship me to another team I said no that ain't what we doing because I, I was really 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 hands on with I know you want to take a little bit more money going other places, but Derek, everybody, everybody knew my heart was in Detroit. They they knew it. I mean, I was Detroit's third pick in the whole draft, and when I got there, I promised the city and I promised myself, I promised, I promised my mom and dad that we were going to make Detroit a winner. And so when when you when you go and you make those promises, I I was a man. I, I wanted to live up to that. And so in '91, when we had success, I didn't think by '94 I, I would be the lone person on that defense trying to hold it together. I mean, it, it, I mean. I've always lived up to try to be a man of my word. If I tell you I'm going to stick and stay, I'm going to stick and stay. But by the time 1996, when I had the best year of all of my years in Detroit, and then I came back in 97, no, 96, had the best year, and I was at the end of the year becoming a free agent. And Chuck said, no, we're bringing in your replacement. You're out of here. We're not doing another deal. I just told my, my, I told my agent at the time, I said, look, let's shop around. Let's see what's out there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm year nine now. You know, I, to me, I'm, I'm, I still have at least three, four more good years left in me. And, you know, he was just so difficult to deal with. I just said, you know what? I, there was no 
goodbyes to Detroit like I wanted it to be. I just said, you know what, I'm going out to Seattle. I signed a three-year deal out there to go and play with my brother. And I tell you what, they was, they were so happy to get me out in Seattle. I, I brought a, that swag that they needed defensively. You know what I mean? It, 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 it revived my, my career because I got to do something that I've always wanted to do. Not only play with my brother, but you know, I, I, I got to go to a program that appreciated you. And then and that's what any player is looking for. You're, you're looking for validation. You're looking for somebody that says, I appreciate exactly what you do, what you bring to the table. So totally different experience heading out there. It seems like, you know, like I said, they appreciate you. They, the negotiation sounds like it was much easier to get done. And, and, but I, I got to respect it, Benny. I'm actually getting upset over here listening to the story from you because the fact that you love the city, wanted to stay here, told your agent, hold up now. I, I want to be in the D let's make this happen. Despite the frustrations with the front office, the GM, the contract, whatever it may be, that that's really respectable. It's just sad to see that happen to a guy. I mean, I'm looking at your numbers here in 96, you know, 106 tackles, couple INTs, 98-yard touchdown. I mean, and this, like you say, this is at age 30 right there. I mean, and, and all these years prior, too. I mean, you're, you're around 90 to 100 tackles almost every year, getting your hands on two to three fo- footballs on average. I mean, that definitely should have got paid back in the day, especially with your, your intimidation factor, your leadership, you know, all the things you brought to the table. So it's just frustrating for me to hear that a guy like you kind of got treated that way, but it's cool to hear that you – we're still upstanding enough to be like, Hey, I'm not just going to run to the next city for some, you know, little paycheck. I want to be here. I want to get this team to be a winner. And then, like you said, eventually I'm glad you got to experience the other side too, which is you got to say, all right, cool. I'm going to head out. Um, you know, given everything I could, everybody here knew that. And you got to spend some years with your brother as well as see what it was like in another building. Cause sometimes these guys don't know what it's like other places. If you're just used to who you signed with or, whatever so you kind of got both i just wish in detroit they would have paid you respected you and 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 realized what a what a good player you were for the team from on the field and in the locker room so yeah that's why you know i i don't hold any ill feelings towards the city i mean that's that's a city that truly embraced me from 1988 to 96, they, I mean, it, it didn't matter from a broken leg to a broken collarbone. They knew I was going to go out and I was going to give it my all because they gave me their all. I mean, so and that's why it was hard for me to leave. Yeah, I mean, it really was. Yeah, I mean, it was gut-wrenching to make that decision. To And, I mean, even the night before I got ready to sign with Seattle. I mean, Seattle... They called my agent, and when in one week, they says, no, we need him. We got to have him. And it, it was so funny because I, I called my agent. I said, call Chuck one more time, and let's see, can he at least match what the Seahawks are, are, are going to give me? He says, no, he's out of here. He's gone. We don't need him. That's <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. That, that was such a slap in the face. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, okay. I guess it's time for me to move on. 
Unbelievable. Well, Benny, I'm I'm just happy you still got your big mansion in South Florida. You're you're doing big things. You're you're great uh, hearing all these stories. And and like I said, everybody saw what you put on the field. It's just too bad you had to deal with this off the field. But I, I appreciate you sharing all those. It's it's fun for me to hear because like I say before uh, before my time as a Lions fan. But uh, just hearing that and like I said. Man, if you're just coming a little bit different era, I think it would have been totally different for you. But like I say, I'm pretty sure those paychecks were still pretty decent on Tuesdays when you go to the pay window. But Benny, what I want to ask you about after the break is I want to get into a little bit of where the Lions are at. They made a few moves. They've they pretty much let a couple people go. We'll talk a little bit about that. The current team um, mix in a little bit more about maybe uh, stories you had and then we'll get up out of here for the week. Sound like a plan? Sounds like a plan, Derek. So, Mr. Blades, I mean, we got to get one of our favorite new sponsors in here, and that's eBay. I mean, it's a place where I go all the time. I'm always trying to – I'm a shoe guy. I'm a, I'm a Jordan guy. I love shoes, trying to get shoes at eBay. And whether it's rare dead stock or the latest release, you can find the exact shoe you're looking for at eBay. Yep, as the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professionals all the time. They have a whole team, Benny, of experienced sneaker authenticators. They verify the box, the logo, the stitching, dozens of inspection points. I mean, and for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 or more, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Derek, that's why me being a sneakerhead, that's why I go to eBay. I go and get all of the shoes that I want from eBay. Gotta do it. I mean, go to eBay slash sneakers today, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Benny, we're going to finish out this show. We know you got things to do. What's going on at the Benny household today? I've heard I've heard doorbells. I hear like a saw in the background. Is there work being done on the big mansion you got there in South Florida? Or what's going on over here? Yeah, Derek, um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm sorry you hear that. But I, I can't I can't. I got I'm look, I'm getting, getting a brand new wooden floor put in. So. Oh, my goodness. No, it's no problem. The people have heard it a couple of times. I just want to know if you're putting in a new wing to the house or if, you, if you're putting in some, uh, you know, extravagant things. We, we, we know you're doing big things down there in that sunny uh, area there in Florida. Well, we're still I mean, we're not freezing up here. I don't have snow anymore, but I, I still would trade. I think if you want to come up here, I can go down to uh, to, you know, around that that college you used to to go to. I mean, I think it was uh, the U. The U, baby. (laughs) I had to fit that in because I don't know if I'll be able to get it in the rest of the show. And I got to get my favorite in while we're at it. Benny, before you know it, it's going to be draft time and, and Jalen Phillips climbing up the, the ranks. We got Russo in there. I mean, all your boys are going to be going in the draft this year. It's going to be a proud year for you and the U. Oh, it, it definitely will be. Uh, that, that's one of the things I am so proud. We'll, 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 we'll finally get, it just, it just is my humble opinion, we're finally going to get another kid from the U back in the first round. It's, it's been a few it's been a few years that we've had a kid drafted in the first round and so that's going to help us get back 
to prominence. Because when you see kids get drafted in their first round, it sets a standard. I, th- I think you're going to get two in there. And I even had to send you a text this week that weeks ago, <laughs> out of the blue, you, you've stolen a few of my opinions, you know, when I've thrown out players and like a few weeks later, you pretend that you said it, but you called it here on the show, Ronnie Perkins from Oklahoma. He was a, a pick you had liked. You, you said he's a third round steal. Mr. Blades, I saw him in the first round this week. I had to send you a text. I said, Mr. Perkins is in the first round now in some mock drafts. I mean, you called that one, Benny. Mr. Spielman might need to call you up before the draft gets going and pick your brain a little bit, I think. Well, I'll tell you what, no. uh, Mr. Spielman doesn't have to call me because you know what I did? I called put a call in, me and my my ace boom coon, William White, we put a call in to Mr. Spielman. I'm waiting for Mr. Spielman to call me back. So, Mr. Fivefold, if you're listening, call Mr. Blaze back. I'm telling you, I can do some superior scouting for the Lions. I, 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 I mean, you're, you're proving it here on the show. We haven't even done a, a draft show yet. We haven't even heard many of your free agents that you might want to bring in. But you, you know a football player when you see it, uh, Mr. Blades. So uh, definitely look out for Perkins and those those guys from uh, – what's that school again, Benny? Just curious. <laughs> All right, enough of that. I mean, we had to get that in. We get that in every show. But let's finish it out this way. The Lions, you know, they made some cuts. They got rid of Justin Coleman. They got rid of, who else did they? Did they um, Jesse James, six, $7 million tight end. That was a complete waste. A few other players to save some money on the cap. They also decided to not keep... Kenny Galladay, which I know you were um, kind of in favor of that as well, just saying like you weren't ready to pay him 17, 18, 19 million dollars. You thought they could do better otherwise. The Lions agreed with you and moved on sort of from him. I got word today that they may bring back Romeo Aquara. Just kind of depends on his price point and free agency. But what have you thought so far? You've probably heard of some of these moves. You see him trying to save money, but you think they'll be active, you know, to, as free agency gets kicked off? Or you think this will be kind of a quiet year for them? I, I'm thinking it'll be a quiet year because here's what's going to happen. A lot of the, the, the big name free agents, most of those guys have already kind of cemented themselves with deals with their former teams. And so you're going to get guys out there looking for super, super, super big payday that – they're really not deserving of it. And so I just think right now it, it, it'll be a quiet year for the Lions because we're, we're going to build this team through the draft and small, small guys who are willing to come in and put their bodies where the paycheck lies, okay? Now guys is going to be like, oh, all talk but little action. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I think it'll be a little bit quiet. I think I, I'm really, this could be a test for Brad Holmes though. Like if he's quiet, but he's still, you still got to fill out a roster. You still got to bring in players. So I, I'm curious to see kind of who he picks out. If those guys end up turning out, Benny, this is a question I really want to ask you. Do players still play once they get pizzade? <laughs> like you get paid big you're 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 sleeping in those silk sheets. Do you still come out and play the same as as when you did when you weren't making anything right out of college, or does it change a man? Do you think? 
It all depends on that man. I, I tell people this all the time. If you're a guy, I'm, I'm just going to take it away from football right now because you always have to use the analogy of the working working guy. Okay. In your quest to become the best, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm pose the same question to you, Derek. In your quest to become the best, do you sit on your laurels once you've made it? Because I, I tell people, once I became a high school star and I signed with the University of Miami, I wanted to become the best safety that the University of Miami had ever seen. I checked the history and I said, how can I become the best? And once I got to that plateau, my junior year, and I was everybody's All-American, I wanted to be even better because I did not win that eluded Jim Thorpe Award trophy my junior year. So I didn't sit on the fact that I was the best. No, I had other things to do. So when I accomplished that, and then I got to the city of Detroit, in the third pick, I says, well, how can I become even better? My rookie season, my sophomore season in Detroit. I says, man, how can I get to the Pro Bowl? What is it going to take for me to go to Hawaii? That's, those are the things you think about. And so you pattern your game around those guys who made it a year before. What did he do that I didn't do? And so, guys like Ronnie Lott, who I admired growing up, I said, man, I, I like Ronnie, but I'm having a better year than Ronnie. Now, yeah, every year, runner-up to Ronnie Lott, every year. And so when I finally <laughs> broke through and I said, man, I made it. Ronnie didn't, but the next four years, he made it, and I'm runner-up again. So it's not about the money that you're making. A lot of guys, you know, when, they, when they've made it there, because I, I always tell people, when you look at guys like Bill Gates, you look at people like Oprah Winfrey, you look at, you know, the rappers, when they become multi-billionaires, they work even harder than they did when they were just peons just trying to make it. So when you bring it back to football terminology, how does a guy, Dak Prescott, just signed <laughs> the richest deal of anybody who's played in the National Football League? The guy's going to this year make $66 million. <laughs> so do you think... He's going to sit home and say, man, I ain't got to really do nothing. I'm guaranteed of this $207 million, I'm guaranteed $162 million. Or does he say, this is only a four-year deal. After this four-year deal is finished, I can still steal, at the end of my career, another four-year deal. So does he rest on the fact that he's made the money? I always tell people, the great ones don't. They always want to be considered the best. 
So it's not about the money. The ones who play the game only for the money, they're going to say, man, look, I ain't going to go get hurt. Because why? I'm guaranteed this money anyway. And those are the guys that pisses me off. When it, when you look at the game, you say, man, he don't care nothing about the game. He care about the money. That Those are the people that you really know don't care anything about the game. And so former players, current players, you can see those guys because they go out there, you know, they, they hurt a toe or they hurt a finger. Man, I ain't playing for three weeks because he don't care nothing about the game. He, he, he paid. He done went to the pay wonder. His family's set for life. <laughs> Passion to play the game is not there anymore. I mean, I think I agree with you that it comes down to the person. I just don't know if that's easy to tell. Like, can you just tell that by by seeing a guy in practice and working with him, or do you not know until you until you sign him and then see what they do? Because that's the big thing is like you you'll sign a guy and think, oh, this guy's a good guy or he's a hard worker. And some of these guys, not not like Benny Blades and not like some of the other guys out there, they were working hard because they were trying to get that big payday. And then once they do, like you said, little injuries stop them or they just don't work, try as hard because they're not trying to get that payday. They're just trying to see how long they can ride it out before they, you know, like you can let people go in the NFL. So can, can you see it just in practice and in the background or do you see it once the guy sides and you're like, oh, man, this guy didn't care. He was just working hard to get this deal. Now he's mailing it in. You know, and th- th- that that's the thing. You really, really, really cannot tell from that rookie contract because most rookie contracts are, you know, you know, cookie cutters. Yeah. They're so, very low compared to other the big deals you see. Right. And so now when you see that guy after that fifth year, he's laid it all on the line and all of a sudden you sign him to a huge mega deal and the same productivity and the same uh, oomph that he's giving you the first four years, now he's not doing that anymore because why? He's made the money and and now that GM is looking at him and is looking at other guys that are like him who are coming up on that payday and, and now he's like, well, I'm not going to give him a payday because last time I gave a guy in his position of his stature and Look what he's done. He's mailed it in. And so, I mean, it, it, it's, it's that situation, there. you know, it, it's hard to tell. It, it really is. It really is. Because I, I look at guys like Patrick Mahomes, who's playing. <laughs> he wants to be considered the best. I don't care how much money you would have threw at him. This kid just wants to be the best. He wants to go down because... He look at he looks at guys like Drew Brees and Tom Brady, who are considered the goats. This young kid, he looks at them and look. I know I'm making double the money these guys made their whole career, but how can I be considered the greatest of all times if I don't produce like these guys have produced? And so that that's that's a personal thing, and I really don't know if you you can tell. I just really don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting. I guess the counter side of that would be like, let's say you work your tail off for the first five years and then you get that big payday and 
it's almost not that you mail it in, but it's kind of like, I wonder sometimes what the incentive is. If you're getting paid the same to bust your tail on the football field as you would sitting out, I, I, I guess I don't understand why, you know, that, like you've said it before, almost like a pay to play. Like, hey, if you play and you produce, we pay you this. If you sit out, you, you get a fraction of it. Whereas, like, the real way it works is Benny Blade's out there for four quarters killing pe- fools and dude's sitting on the sideline making more money or the same as if he was out there. You know, I don't know what the incentive is once you get the big payday. Now, if you if you have that attitude when you're coming up, yeah, you're going to have a very short career and, and not going to make anything off the field and it's going to hurt you but once you sign a big deal i can see why players would have that mentality sort of of like well i get paid this big chunk of money to play or to sit so that's kind of why i see some of the bigger names these days yeah they miss three or four games a year they play enough to produce but they don't do enough to be out there all day every day because the the check clears the same yeah and that, that that's the that's the difference in today's game and yesteryear's game yeah. Okay. And you see, you got you got clubs like New England. That's why they, they signed Cam Newton back. It's incentive laden. Okay, yeah. we'll we'll give you we'll give you a base salary of let's say three to four million. Now if you want to make the 14, 15, 16 million, this is what you have to do to get that money. You know what I mean? And uh, and a lot of guys they, they, they know their self-worth. And so, okay, that's what you're going to do. I know I'm going to meet all these parameters because I know who I am as a man. So it's it just, it just so tough to talk about money yeah. when you talk about young kids because, you know, I mean, Derek, I see it down to – the high school level, the youth league level. I mean, it, it's so funny, Derek, because now that I'm, 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 I've taken over the youth league program, I get kids come up to me and say, Mr. Blaze, how much are you going to pay me to play youth league football? And I just look at him. I says, are you kidding me? <laughs> he said, Mr. Blaze, I'm the best athlete around here. And I just, I just, I says, son, you want me to pay you to play little league football? <laughs> I'm not talking about height. I'm talking about little league. You want me to pay you to play this. And these kids are so serious about it too. So that's crazy. I guess I guess the the other side of the NFL thing that I wanted to bring up was like let's let's say bring it back to what you were talking about earlier with the with the free agents like or how you were treated by the Lions. Like what's hard is that the the team doesn't know if a guy is going to perform or work as hard once he gets signed. And the players are always a little bit worried that like if they sign something and then they outperform it, the team or people are like, well, you signed that, but it's like, but I'm playing a lot better than that now, you know, or the markets went way up since I signed that four years ago. That's why it's such a weird dance to me in free agency. It's sort of like teams right now are trying to sign people for what they're going to do. But even when you do that, it's like if they, if they do 10 times better, 
than that. The player is like, well, I'm not going to keep going by this contract I signed. And, and the vice versa, you know, the other side is like what you said, where you're out there playing really well and the team's not willing to say, man, Benny, you've really been playing incredible. Like we know that your contract's not meeting that. Let's go ahead and get you, you know, in the market with the other top safeties in the game. So, I, I just think it's really hard for both sides. You know, I, I hear your side from a player and I also see the team being like, you know, they should do right by their players. And sometimes it is fair to say like, well, you signed that two years ago. You know, um, I, I, you can't you can't come back and negotiate again just because you had a decent year where we signed you for five years. So. Right. And, but, you know, here's the thing what, what a lot of the, the young kids are doing. You see them sitting out. They signed a five year deal. And after that second year, and they feel as though they've outperformed that, they go, well, I tell you what, I'm just not going to play. You know, I'm a holdout. I'm going to be a nuisance. So you get rid of me. So, I mean, it's so tricky, Derek. It's so tricky when we talk about free agency. And those guys that do outperform their contracts that they sign during free agency, and I always tell them, now, does the club get to take money back if you're just straight garbage? Right. So it, it, it's that catch-22 that, you know, people say, well, oh, my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because you'll, you'll go out and you'll sign a, a guy based on his potential talent that he may bring your, your to your club. And then he, you get him over there. And he's just straight doo-doo. And you go, oh, my gosh, I signed this guy for five years. How am I going to keep him around here? Mr. Blades, we need to fix this right now. We'll end the show with this. Let's just fix it to where if you play and play well, we will pay you. If you play bad and you don't play, we're taking money back. It's all uh, should be almost like incentive laden. It should be based on your performance, good, bad, or otherwise. You think we can make that happen? Let's just do that. Well, Derek, I, I, I'm big time a proponent of incentive laden contract. But here's why that'll never go through because the agents are not going to allow that to go through. Right. How do you how do you tell your client that I'm gonna go and get you top dollar, but it's gonna be all incentive laden? He's gonna be like, man, I'm not signing that. I know my upside ain't what what is going to be. So if I want to take uh, six months off and just cash it in, that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and so. That agent works for who? The player. So he's trying to negotiate knowing most agents know their players. Okay? And so when you when you know you got a you know a, a player who's really trying to, you know, just get that last contract before he retires, you know, you 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 you're gonna try to get him the best you can get him. And <laughs> Uh, I mean, Derek, that's just, just me and you. We're going to end the show, like you said, with this. <laughs> if we can get 80% of our players' um, contracts that are incentive laden, then I'm all for it. Because I, I tell you all the time that it's not very often that you're going to run across 
um, the Barry Sanders of the world, the Chad, uh, I mean, the uh, Calvin Johnsons of the world, the Lones Browns of the world, you know, those, those, those guys are perennial all pros and you know you're going to get their best year in and year out, no matter what. Okay? Exactly. So, when you, but when but as an organization, when you make those guys scramble and grovel for a payday, guys like me, I'm like, man, if you made them grovel for a payday, you're going to really try to screw me over. And that's what they, they, come on, for years, that's what that GM used to do. He used to make guys grovel for a payday when they were at the top of their game. Of their game. So I'm, with, I'm, I'm waiting to see what this, this year is going to bring. I, I really am. I'm with you on all that. I'm hoping this new regime sort of re- rewards the guys that play ball and play well, you know, wants guys that love football over everything else like you do, as well as, you know, gets rid of some of the folks that are willing to mail it in or aren't willing to play or, or have injury issues. Just need to clean this up. And like I said, on another show, we can get into some of the spots that we're looking to fill. Um, Benny, the draft is like 40 days away. We're going to have to get into the draft here in the coming weeks because I got play. Players I want to talk about. I, I got. I've been doing mock drafts. I'm ready for this draft. Ready for the Lions to to replenish the shells with some young talent. So we'll get into all that. But uh, Benny, you got anything else before we get out of here? You got a one pride for the people. You got a. I mean, this is your return show. You've been gone for a couple weeks. You got to have something. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Here's what. Here's what I got for the people. Stay tuned next week when Derek and I we duel it out. Just on the first four rounds of the NFL draft, because I'm going to give him my sleeper picks for the first four rounds that I think the Detroit Lions should pick. Because why? I believe in one point! Everybody, you got to take a listen to that. Benny's going to have some things up his sleeve. The GM of the show is going to tell you what's really going on with the draft. That should be a fun one. Benny, it's been great to have you back on. It's been a fun show talking free agency, the good, bad, and the otherwise. Everybody, take care. Have a great week. We'll catch you next week right here on Believe. B-L-E-A-V and Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. Take care, everybody. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm going to darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.